Hello again, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the AJ Roberts Show. Today we are delighted to be joined by Jason Christoph. Um, currently on his travels, uh, managed to pin him down so we could talk uh, about everything that's going on in the world, uh, from one British guy to a fellow Canadian, um, and just get some uh, conversation going about what Jason has seen over the last few years, uh, what he's experiencing on his travels, um, and well, really talk about his role as a, a health and sabotage expert, which is uh, quite unique. Uh, Jason, what's the show, my man? Hey, thanks for having me on, AJ. I appreciate it. We can talk about whatever he's like. Amazing. Um, so let's just talk about what uh, your actual role is or your your title first. Um, I think it's quite quite unique, a health and self-sabotage expert. Is it right to just sort of shed some light on that? Well, Basically, a self-sabotage coach. I used to be an, I am a qualified exercise and health coach through the Czech Institute. So that's the top institute in the world for health and nutrition and exercise and sports, you know, kinesiology. And I applied that to people and they wouldn't budge. (laughs) They wouldn't stop their addictions. I see them smoking outside the gym. I'd see them at Dairy Queen and they were adverse. They were terrified to become better. So, and, you know, this was after taking years and years of, you know, qualifications and certifications, trying to get myself an expert in these fields. And then I went back to my institution, the Czech Institute, and I said, look, uh, these people are terrified to lose weight. If we had a lady that wanted to lose 30 pounds, she'd lose 10. And you think she'd be happy? (laughs) Not, not whatsoever. To be a huge about face, they run in the other direction, and we couldn't get them to stay on track for the for the life of me. Like it didn't matter how much they paid me either. I felt uh, spiritually unsatisfied. Mm. I couldn't keep doing it. So I asked the Czech Institute, you know, what what is it that could be holding these people back? And they said, well, there's these psychological memes, these mind viruses that are running in their head in their subconscious mind pathway. And I said, well, what is that? And what are these things? And what is the subconscious? And they said, well, it's this place in your psyche that runs these safety-based protocols that really are designed to keep you safe in the bigger group. And so if your bigger group is overweight, or if your bigger group is wine drinkers, your bigger group is smokers, well, this part of the brain doesn't want to go there because it's not safe. And this part of the brain controls 95 to 97% of your behavior. And they said that the media has a lot to do with it because this part of the brain doesn't know the difference between real life uh, screen time and imagined thoughts. So when you're sitting down watching all these movies about disempowerment and, you know, even the family guy with Peter Griffin or the Simpsons with Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson, your brain is actually looking for the, the subconscious is looking for repetitive content throughout all the environmental stimuli trying to identify what the bigger group is doing and then compiling that into a behavior program for you. And I said, that sounds, that would explain why they're afraid. Yeah. Level programming. Yeah. So some deep level programming and they gave me a couple of books to read and I started to be able to interface with the subconscious pathway of my clients. And it was the only thing that worked. So I didn't know really what to call the certification. (laughs) I had to call myself, I had to call myself something. So I called it, um, called myself a self-sabotage coach. And everybody seemed to really pick up on that because it encompasses like this huge spectrum 
of dysfunctional behaviors, usually addictions, self-abusive behaviors, self-destructive behaviors, because it was such a wide net that I cast, mm. I became so busy. I couldn't even handle the amount of business I was getting to do one-on-one. So I invented and founded a self-sabotage coaching school in, for international students where people could come and learn how to process clients in the same way I process my clients. Mm. And I have medical doctors in the programs. I have chiropractors. I have um, every sort of health professional from every walk of life coming in because they're like, you're speaking my language. People can't stop hurting themselves. They can't. There, something's holding them back, like this invisible hand. There's like this invisible glass ceiling they're running into. So they apply my simple protocols. That also includes conscious education where we, you know, roll some videos, roll some film, have some homework for our clients to do. And it's really like once it's presented in a very rational and logical way, they start seeing that the cues in their environment that controls their behavior are purposely put there by government and media to Mm -hmm. knock them down. Yeah to make sure they never get ahead, to make mm-hmm. sure they're mediocre, they're below average. And once they see these tricks, not only do they get upset, we need that energy, right? We need them to say, it's a scam. Like all these, this whole time I was watching the TV, I never saw what you said until you only talked to me for half an hour. And then in that half an hour, I'm like, Jason may be right. But then they sit down from the TV, they're like, I can't believe it. There it is. Mm. That's what he said. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't see that before. And those cues, those repetitive cues are riddled purposely throughout the media, the government announcements to specifically hack this part of the mind to take over this invisible cruise control so that we always falter. Mm -hmm. And you, you can hack it. There's only one way to hack it. So I tell people they're just hacking it in a bad way. So I actually have a set of modalities and therapies where we hack it in a good way because there's only one way to hack it. Mm-hmm. And then I get their cruise control going in, a, in the direction, whatever they want to go, wherever they want to go. Maybe it's relationships, mm-hmm. wealth, maybe they want better health. And then there's this, you know, it's like some kind of invisible rope around their waist, just disintegrated. Yeah. Now they can walk in the direction of their mm. dreams and nothing's really there making them afraid mm. to be better. And, and do you know what? It's uh, really interesting. You, you touch on all of that. I've been having these conversations actually with teenagers who are um, so much better actually identifying the program than what we were because they've got access to so much more information, obviously with their phones and stuff, but obviously like, from the flip side, they've been attacked with loads of distractions on those devices to still keep them from being what they can be and to just put loads of divisional thoughts in their heads and they're not good enough, that self-doubt, always second-guessing everything, you know, that they do. But that's what that's, again, it's all designed to do that on the phones as well, isn't it? But at the same time, there's so many more of them now are questioning, like, what they're learning in school. Like, why are we being taught all this stuff? That why are we being taught like all oh, so much left brain material and nothing creative and you know wanting to be the best we can do? Why are we being set up just to you know do enough to pay our taxes and our, our utility bills and and everything else like that? And like just like you said, that's what they want from everybody, don't they? They just want a society 
doesn't matter whether you're in Canada, America, here in the UK or Europe, they just want society to just to be uh, smart enough to work and earn a living, but not smart enough to actually be a success. Yeah, and, and not smart enough to figure any of it out. Mm. And once you get this information, it's really, really easy to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't take too long to educate a person in this way. Mm. And then they can see how dangerous their screens are. Their, their screens, their TV screen, they said, they said it was invented in the early 1920s. But these were invented purposely as military weapons. They're not there to entertain, they're there to entrain, they're not there to inform, they're there to misinform. So whether it's your movies or your TV screen or even your, your iWatch or your cell phone screen, there's people that are very versed in the fine art of what they call mind control. And the fine art of mind control goes back very, very far. It's not just in the realm of screens, mm. they were well aware that basically there's certain parts, there's two parts of the brains that control your behavior. One is the conscious mind. That's what I call bodyguard number one. That's Rex, very strong like yourself. This is the bodyguard you want on duty all the time. He has two major sort of defense mechanisms, the eyes, okay? And he has his brain, the, the prefrontal cortex, the frontal lobe. And then there's the subconscious. This is not the optimal bodyguard. This is bodyguard number two. This is Joe. He's a little weaker, but he does, he does add some function to your defense. Joe's compliant. He does what he's told in relation to defending you. And so a long time ago, they figured out Given the sub, the conscious mind, Rex, this really strong one, given his defense mechanisms are based on eyesight and his brain, if you can disturb his eyesight and you can disturb his brain, he automatically gives care and control to bodyguard number two, Joe, the weaker compliant type. They found out thousands of years ago that if they can make you fix your attention on a very small point, it actually interferes with Rex's ability to you know, observe the lay of the land. So it's not like his eyesight is completely disturbed, but Rex's eyesight is supposed to be the complete savanna. And then if, the, if, if Rex sort of malfunctions and screws up his charge because he's focusing on a single point of attention, he's really not given that trustworthy stamp anymore that that blue check mark on mm. twitter and then so joe the compliant part comes ahead the reason i'm telling this story is that when you stare at a screen it's being proven your prefrontal cortex gets low on blood that can actually cause your brain damage and it actually qualifies as interfering with rex's defense mechanisms to the point where Joe is automatically promoted to the front door position at the nightclub, the head bouncer. And all Joe does is he does what he's told. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So staring at a screen is one thing, but they used to use this technology. If you can get a human being focusing on their eyesight on a single point of attention, and this is why they used to have the old hypnotist, they'd have the pocket watch on the chain and they stay stare at my watch. You're getting very sleepy. 
That's a command when you focus. It's called fixing of the gaze in black magic. So the, this group that's controlling us today had, had honed these skills in an old country called, wait for it, media. <laughs> the actual name of the country's media. And they knew that if you could have a, a group meeting, like a town meeting or a ceremonial harvest time, and you could have a central figure up on a raised stage, raising uh, the eyesight, like sort of making the figure physically imposing by gaining extra height also sort of brings out Joe, the compliant part. So there's what I'm trying to say is there's many strategies that are old mm -hmm. that has to do with you doing what you're told and staring at a screen is actually one of those modalities that they use against you all the time. If you fixate if you fix your eyesight called fixing of the gaze and black magic, you actually disturb your brain function and upregulate the compliant, reflexively obedient part of your nervous system called the subconscious mind. So this is why they always want you staring at something mm -hmm. and not sort of playing sports where your eyes are all over the place. And this is why when a kid is in school, and they say, Johnny's not paying attention. Well, they can't mind control him unless he fixes his gaze. So if you give him Ritalin or Adderall, then he fixes his gaze and then you can put him under mind control. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Then, yeah. So these things there, we teach them in a way, I mean, we might, you know, <clears throat> put the cart before the horse there, but we teach our clients all these sort of modalities of hacking the mind in a way where you're going to basically do what you're told. And Joe, this weaker bodyguard, but it has its place in your defense, the subconscious mind pathway, what it will do is whatever everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. So that's why its job is to ferociously analyze the environment and then to determine what everybody else is thinking, doing, or saying. And then that becomes a script and that's what you do. And that's what they call mind control and brainwashing. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen it on a mass, mass, mass scale, especially over the last couple of years, uh, the way people were led to conform. And it was it was just a massive um, test of compliance. You know, everything, as well as explaining to people, everything from, um, you know, we talk about obviously the uh, levels of consciousness and stuff. And what people are only starting to realize now is that, because of you know when we're at like high levels of consciousness we and vibration we give off like strong positive auric fields don't we absolutely so to stop people feeling that and and expressing that to each other you keep people two meters apart and then you put you cover their face with masks so you can't see their face and in every country this has taken place everyone was all being watched doing this on CCTV so it's like they're monitoring everyone's compliance at the same time and and the deep level programming um and it's all that fomo kicked in you know because like people people wouldn't i spoke to so many family members i'm sure you have people wouldn't go in only wore a mask into shops for example because they were more worried about someone saying something to them than actually what its use was well that's exactly what it is is because the people who rule us know that we don't make decisions based on logic or rational thought if joe bodyguard number two mm is at the helm, we would base it on our safety. So if the bigger herd is wearing masks, 
we would wear masks just simply because everybody else is wearing masks. And there's many, many facets of what you said that interest me when you said that they're masking. Well, I don't know if you want to have this lady on your show. I've seen her doing more interviews lately. Her na- uh, lately, her name is Kathy O'Brien. I'm not sure if you know Kathy O'Brien. She was the MK Ultra mind slave that freed herself about 30 years ago. And she has very interesting stories about a plan to move MK Ultra. MK is German for mind control, to actually not only they experimented on smaller groups like Kathy. But she was privy to conversations where the big plan was worldwide applications of the mind control techniques that were used on Kathy. And she said Michael Jackson was in the program and they had him wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And the reason they have him wearing a mask is because when I already recounted bodyguard number one, this logical, rational part of the mind uses the eyes and the brain. And when you put the mask on, you deprive the brain of oxygen causing brain damage, therefore sending bodyguard number one, Rex, your best bodyguard, off to hit the showers to freshen up because his brain is malfunctioning from the lack of oxygen. Well, it's good for you. You have a system of two bodyguards, but this is purposely being done because if you send Rex, the logical, uh, logical, rational part of the brain that relies on the eyesight and the, and, and the brain function to the shower, you promote Joe, the compliant, reflexively obedient part to the forefront. Mm. So you can see all of this is being planned for a very, very long time mm. where they're applying techniques that they used to apply in individuals and small groups and they decided to do it worldwide the Mm. fear and in this great book by this master behavioralist called dr juice merlu i know it's an odd name i'll spell it if you want to get his book j-o-o-s-t-m-e-r-l-o-o he has a book called menticide which is means death of the death of the mind and brainwashing and mind control And he recounts, because he used to study prisoners of war, the best, you know, the best sort of starting position for brainwashing and mind control, whether it's animals or humans, has to be in isolation. So if you talk to a dog trainer, a horse trainer or human trainer, which this guy was an expert in, you have to get them alone because you don't want interference from the other animals. You can ask a horse trainer this, you take this single horse out of the barn. You don't train inside the barn, you separate them. And this is what they did to us to start the, uh, the nodemic is they isolated everybody in their homes with fear, Mm -hmm. which also shuts off uh, bodyguard number one Rex and you isolated the human animal. And then you flooded the subconscious mind pathway with the repetitive content that allowed Joe to disseminate what script is safe to act out. Cause that's all Joe is. He's a, he's a people pleaser. Mm. That's all, that's all his job is. So when you flood and his job is based on identifying the most repetitive content and mimicking, mirroring and emulating that content, 
And that's why they isolated us to best train us, to best mind control us, to best brainwash us. And then when everybody was at home, they're fixing their gaze on the screen, which means they're in alpha brainwave state. That's the most suggestible brainwave state. And when you're suggestible, you will really fixate on the repetitive messages of safety, even if they make no ra rational or logical sense, because rationality and logical thought and analysis are Rex's job but Rex is gone if he's in fear and then Joe is complying his way through the dangerous situation. I hope that makes some sense. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And uh, like I was using, um, I've used this example when I was doing talks around the UK, showing people like the systematic approach that they had on all of this. And, you know, like uh, it was a, in March, 2020, they turned around and said, like they did in every other country that it, uh, this so-called disease had been, lowered from a highly infectious disease to a low infectious disease on par with flus etc uh six days later they put everyone into lockdown and right. literally the next day disney plus lands on everybody's screens and it's just like come on guys you know and like you said you're then isolated in your home being told about this crazy disease running around no one's dropping dead around everyone despite all the videos in china that we all saw of people body popping on the floor um, and you're all being made to feel comfortable in the com comfort of your own home. But whilst you're there, you, like you said, you're glued to a screen, they're flooding it full of uh, the same messaging, and it's always like in threes. So here in the UK, it's like hands, face, space, build back better. You know, it's all like the messaging is always the same. Uh, numbers, 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 stupid graphs with percentages on, they get like every day, five o'clock. Yeah, and they, they've proven that those three-word logos like Nike, uh, just do it, McDonald's, I'm loving it, they don't even really know why, but people respond best to the three-chime the three mm -hmm. chime, uh, you know, slogans. And there's colors involved. There's blue and red. I mean, you got red on. That's a great color. You probably didn't know. It's a color of authority. But, you know, when your prime minister uh, would come as – or our prime minister would come on, it'd always be the blue and red in the background. And of course, they're using these old technology of they're always standing. You'll never see them from a sit seated position because in the ancient uh, country of media, and you can look it up, it's where the uh, countries of Iran and Azerbaijan are today. This is where media was. They figured out that if you're sitting and I'm standing, there's a neurological judgment that you in the sitting position are in a weaker position. Mm -hmm. So you're more compliant. So just them standing and you're on your couch sitting, which is the same thing they have in school. These are the most basic mind control techniques of do what you're told simply because your neurological system is processing that if there's a conflict, you're at a severe disadvantage because A, you're relaxed and B, you're sitting. You're mm -hmm. a soldier. You know the best time to attack an enemy is you know when they're relaxed in the morning at dawn because mm. everybody's a little groggy. So these things were used against us. It was like <clears throat> a whole textbook right out of the CIA textbook for mind control and even torture because the mass were torture. Humiliation is torture. Um, fear is torture. Giving you something 
like backing off the fear and then hitting you again. You look in the Juice Merlu book, he's saying like in the Korean prisoners of war, they would be really nice. And then, you know, with their hands out for food, you give them food for four days in, the uh, in a row. And then they take the bamboo on the fifth day and break your fingers. And that confusion, confusion is also a mind control technique that sort of makes you unable to think logically or rationally or logic and ration, mm -hmm. rational thought are out the window. And you saw Fauci say no masks and then one mask and then two masks and then three masks. And now no one's wearing masks. And then if you fly Lufthansa, they want the mask and only the N95, you fly, fly Aeromexico, you can have a sock on your face. So all this is on, I'm not joking about that either. Okay, <laughs> Mexico, anything I'm just, goes. I'm, I'm just picturing like, I'm just picturing like loads of, loads of old friends and that just jumping on a plane putting socks on the face just for a laugh <laughs> well the, and this this is it is the this sort of contradiction in policy and procedure or announcements or what they expect those are those are mind control techniques mm. and if people would would know every technique we're making a documentary this year called planet mind control and it's going to be as good as the new one. I don't know if you've seen Fluvid 19. It was a recently released documentary. I think Jay Dyer and his friends did. It was released, I think, three days ago. It's going to be of that caliber. And it's Brilliant. going to really show people, like, be prepared. Because even though the mind control is being backed off a little bit for, you know, a, a virus that's never been isolated, they have... They have other schemes as well. They know mm. how to use guilt and shame. See, guilt and shame are the lowest vibrations ever measured coming off the human body in mind control experiments. And this is why they say you're born a sinner or, you know, your breath mm. is going to kill grandma. Guilt and shame, guilt and shame. Or you should be guilty for eating meats or drinking milk or having cheese or growing food or traveling. Oh. They know the use of the word guilt and sh uh, the, mm. the vibration, guilt and shame. They're energy experts. Don't ever let anybody tell you this is new age stuff. This is old age. They're aware everything's energy. They're aware the vibratory conductivity of your body is what sort of controls your behavior. And guilt and shame is actually being measured on that. Was it De decahertz? It's the lowest vibration to ever come from the human body. And yep. they know when you have no power, you feel powerless you comply. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we've all witnessed it on a massive scale. And even, um, even last week, I was actually at one of these uh, vaccination centers as an observer. And like, there was just, there was veterans, ex-police, um, medical staff, all sorts, like just went in there to shut the place down uh, with all the evidence, you know, what's happening to kids, everything else like that. And even though there was a, you know, in the end, a significant amount, a number of uh, police officers there, People were still coming there, even though they shut the place down. And even though they were told that the place was shut, they all turned up with masks on and they still queued up to go and get the shot, even though it had been, just been told it had been shut, the whole place. <laughs> and there's loads of police there. I was It was like some of the deepest level programming I've ever seen in somebody to be given that information and then still go and queue up, even though they had no way of getting in. Yeah, the average person would associate mind control stories as if you meet someone that's under mind control, you think of a zombie. Mm. You think of someone drooling, their hands are out straight, they're moaning and groaning, they're, they're you know, there's blood mm. coming from the side of their mouth. No, mind can, people under mind control, 
just basically they look like you and I, mm. except they engage in behaviors where this system that I'm talking about, Rex and Joe, this is supposed to keep us safe. But what the people who rule us figured out is this, this part of the brain is only trying to find signals that are repetitive in regards to determining what's safe. The more repetitive the signal, the more it's categorized as, you know, you're supposed to believe that that's what the majority is thinking, saying, or doing. Mm. So these people are under mind control and it's there. The people who rule us can have shown many, many times throughout history they can hack our safety system to make us pursue things that are not safe at all. Like there's no safety injecting poison into you, mm. no safety injecting it into your kid, no safety shutting your own businesses, no safety blocking the hole in your head called a mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm no doctor, but you know, I don't have to be to know I got a nose and a mouth and a set of lungs for a reason and it's inhibiting my breathing. And it's also inhibiting my exhalation of my toxins. It's like putting your uh, mouth on a muffler. I mean, Mm. that's the exhaust. I mean, that's what's not good. Mm. So there's no safety in the government spending. Um, there's There's no benefit in safety in fear mongering. There's no safety in shutting down any business. I mean, and, but, They've shown that you can make people run off the cliff. You just have to control the repetitive messaging that the average person will pick up. And that's why they're trying to censor you. That's why I've been censored for a very long time is because we have different signaling. They don't want to compete with their signaling. Yeah, exactly exactly that, which is why they want to do every which is why over decades they've wanted everybody on it or to put everyone in a low vibration because they're easier to confuse, manipulate, mind control, like we've clearly seen over the last couple of years because of just how many people conformed within our own households and families and, you know, wider communities. Um, you know, so it's all there. It's all there plain to see. And it's, uh, I think more people are starting to see it now, but I don't, I think, more people just need to understand that everything around us is a everything is energy and b we've all gone in western society especially gone through some form of programming of some sort whether that be school doesn't matter what country you're in it's an indoctrination process um and then whether you if you go on then to corporate military police whatever that may be medical school we all go through some form of programming it's just like it's how we've managed to see the program from the outside or stepping out the loop is like you know we call it uh to see the game in front of us almost um what would your advice be to anybody who's kind of just starting to ask a few questions but like um doesn't really know kind of what they're looking at well i think they would want if they're starting to ask questions about what's going on today i just sent out an email that i will i don't know if you have any show notes but i sent out 14 documentaries that are very good uh, the first one was fluvid 19 because that was the most recent there was one called uh, second safe and effective a second opinion mm, yeah. that was also a good one uh, there was one called the big reset which was also fantastic but i got 11 other documentaries i'll i'll forward you that 
and I would tell the people, please watch any of the top four in the list. And if you're really curious, keep going down the list, but also understand there's a hundred documentaries on everything that I talk about the birth control pill, Teflon, Advil, Tylenol, alcohol, marijuana, all of it. Mm. And, and, or the school system or government in general, and everything we've been told is correct is basically not mm-hmm. to one degree or another. Yeah. And it, it's a dependency agenda. So it's all about making you financially dependent and depend. That's what the cities are for. You're wa- you don't control your well. They got it coming in in pipes. You don't grow your own food. You know, they have the grocery store and you could see they can cut it off if you mm-hmm. if you don't comply. Yep. I mean, if you're in Toronto, uh, Canada, and you're paying seven hundred thousand dollars for a uh, I don't know, a five hundred square foot flat. And like, where's where's your gun locker going to be? Where's your you, you know, where's your three thousand rounds rounds of ammo? Like I have at my house back in Canada, pretty useless to me right now as I travel around the world, but they're making sure you don't have enough space. You don't have enough energy. You don't have enough food. You don't, you're completely dependent and how they do that. There's two ways they get you poison and indoctrination. They poison you continually, whether it's the fluoride in your toothpaste, the Teflon in your pans, the aluminum in your underarm deodorants. They add aspartame to your melatonin. They, they add GMO soya as the vitamin E uh, component in your fish oil. They're poisoning you. That's their job. Mm. That's what pharmacia is. Pharmacia is the farming of humans with poison because poison attacks your brain and disrupts wrecks your bodyguard number one who can take in the the information in a logical and rational way and kick out logical and rational solutions. Pharmacia is based on poisoning you so that only Joe, the compliant part, is active in your mind. This reflexively obedient people pleaser, you know, you hear it all the time. Oh, Jim, he's a great guy. You know, Betty, great girl. You know what those people are? compliant, reflexively obedient drone bot Borg types that are so brain damaged, they've never, they don't even know how to get Rex back on the bouncer position at the front door of their life. Mm. So pharmacia, that's why it's called farm. It's actually farming. They look at us as animals and the only, you can't farm like as humans, we're the only animal farmed animal on this planet that can jump the face uh, fence and slit the throat of the farmers that farm us. So how do you farm an animal like that? Well, you have to cause brain damage. You have to poison them. You have to, you can't farm lions. You can only farm lambs. So just on, if anybody wants to know what to do, start watching the videos that'll be in the show notes here today, but understand This game is simple. This is not a difficult control grid. They poison you. So you have brain damage. It shuts off the logical and rational pathways, your prefrontal cortex. And then the only other option for your defense is doing what you're told. 
And then doing what you're told when you're in that fear, powerless state, Joe's at the front door doing what he's told, he looks for repetitive cues in the environment and they control the repetitive cues. Poison and indoctrination, poison and indoctrination. That's the only two things. This is how this whole farm is run. That's yeah. it. I'll give you a perfect example of that. The, uh, I use the, the the kids that are in my kids' classes at school. So obviously when all the uh, the shots came out for the kids and that, and then obviously they were subjected then to uh, a lot of probably content and brainwashing from their own parents because of their parents' beliefs and that. And we know that a lot of kids just marry their parents or do as, do as they're told. But the kids nowadays, literally from the minute they're born, they literally go through this whole process, don't they? especially if it's in a hospital where they're, Biblical cords cut too early. They're instantly given a, a vitamin K jab, um, taken away from the mother to be cleaned up. So that separation starts straight away. Then we have all the, you know, the the the, the BS with the birth certificate stuff. Um, but then they start that that pathway then from like zero to seven nowadays in the Western society, because mum and dad are both driven to work, um, you know, to, to both be able to afford everything. The kids obviously got all that separation from the parents. When they are together, they're just chucked in front of a device. Then got the introduction of um, sugary cereals, energy drinks, plus all the wokeness that they're getting hammered from at all angles. Like, you know, it's okay to kiss boys, play with these Barbies, blah, 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 transgender this, cut your bits off. You know, uh, and, and even even as how early sex education is brought in, plus obviously all the left brain subjects that you're taught as well. Like kids nowadays, by the time they get to end the school age, like 16 here in the UK, you know, you've started school at four or five years old with 100% confidence and no fear. And you leave school with like 10% confidence, full of self-doubt, kids harming themselves, record numbers of, you know, ADHD and autism. And it's just like, it's it's totally out of control. And then it's uh, and then they, none of them know what they want to do. So it's, that, that is exactly, you know, what we're talking about here. That, that That's the poison of the mind. Because of all the crap food, the fluoride in the water, the fluoride in the toothpaste, the energy drinks, et cetera, et cetera. Plus all the Wi-Fi and the frequencies that they're getting from their devices. It's, yeah. a, it's a constant attack, isn't it? Well, yeah, and it might look complex, but like I said, if you narrow it down to the two factors, poison mm -hmm. and indoctrination, and even something like circumcision. I mean, this was an old Egyptian ritual. Uh, circumcision is known as the mark of the slave. Mm -hmm. Now, why would it be known as the mark of the slave in ancient Egypt? So if you wanted to know if a slave got away and if you wanted to check the Agora for the slave, you just lift, lift up the kilts. And why do you think the UK royals wear the kilts when they're really, really Egyptian? Mm. Because your UK royals aren't from the UK. Yeah. They're from another spot. They're from mm. the, the ancient Middle East mm. where they hone these skills and, and they knew that you better circumcise the men because they're very hard to control. If you don't scare the piss out of them right from the get-go that there you circumcision cuts 25 to 30% of the penis off. So as men, how many people need, how many men need less penis? That's right off the bat. We don't need less penis and it's the most sensitive. It has the most nerve endings per square millimeter on the entire body. Wow. It's shown to send a, a a rage of electricity down the penis shaft up the spinal cord to literally damage permanently damage the prefrontal cortex which is rex which is the part of the brain they don't like dealing with the people who rule us don't want to deal with rex 
Mm. So all the circumcision, I know you don't do it in the UK as much, uh, but in Canada and the US, they do it all the time. And if you want to look at the mental dysfunction or the dysfunctional male, just look over to North America. The mm. beta males are out of control. They have no backbone. They have no strength. They're extremely weak. They have no mental strength. They mm. have no spiritual strength. Is it their fault? No, the pharmacia. This, this ancient farming practice from, from the Middle East applied to the whole world. And if you don't think you're under mind control and you circumcised your male, boy, like I'm, I don't want to guilt or shame you, but that's what mind control is. Yeah. Because if you look at it with a rational, illogical mind, the question is, were you doing what everybody else is doing because they were doing it? Or were you actually thinking this through? Mm. And how confusing is it too for a, an infant to be volunteered for that and then and then loved and then you know the the parent says I love you. Well confusion's part of the mind control as well because a confused mind is I mean compliance is basically the only defense you got in a world where you can't make head nor tail of anything. So all these things come into play. They're old They've been doing this a long time on the planet. They're trying to send, they want to shut everybody down because the awakening is happening anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you find out that everything from circumcision to Tylenol, the genetically modified foods, none of the vaccines ever worked, none of them, zero. They were always designed to poison you. If the average person finds this out, and I'll send 43 documentaries proving the vaccines do not increase immunity. They do not provide resistance to disease. And I'll put a hundred book citations in the same article. I'll send that for the show notes. If the average person finds this out, this will be the farming situation where the human animal jumps the fence and slits the throat of the farmer that's Absolutely. been farming them for thousands of years on this planet. And let me tell you how weak they are. Why do you think they use this psychological manipulation or this two-prong technique if they had power? Do you really think someone who had power would have to use psychological manipulation to make you poison yourself, to make you attack your own kid, to make you volunteer for a job of slavery? If they really had the power, wouldn't they do it by force? Mm -hmm. But they don't, do they? Nope. Right. There's their weakness. So if you stop hurting yourself down at the pub, if you stop smoking, if you stop poisoning yourself and thinking it's you, if you stop hurting your own kids, if you stop fixing your gaze on your own screen, it's over. Because mm -hmm. they don't have the power to do it by force or you'd already be a surf shoveling the shit outside their castle wall. Yeah. Well, just look at the... Um... The non-compliance, especially here in the UK, uh, I've been to so many protests and stuff like that. And uh, last year there was a million and a half people in London, uh, and then there was like you know nearly nearly a million people there for the NHS 100 UK last year when they were trying to mandate all the uh, the shots for uh, medical professionals. And again, people stood up and it all got dropped. And it's been time and time again, you know, people now, like, you know, if they try to bring some, you know, the mask uh, bullshit in, you know, that will all get dropped. People just wouldn't do it. But it is, and it's, uh, people are learning about their, you know, their sovereignty and being able to stand in their power and all that as a result of the last couple of years. So people are really 
And they're going for experiences as well, even with things like bailiffs and, you know, enforcement agents and stuff. You know, people are actually going through the experiences and coming out the other side going, wow, that's what fear really looks like. Um, and learning those lessons are for them because now they're just like, yeah, I'm what, it's just a car. You know, that's how their emotions are now. Whereas before it would be like, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, here's my money. Here's my money. Because that's what the fear does to people. That's what it's designed to do. And again, all this is being exposed in a quite fantastic way. If I'm honest, and people are really starting to understand the beauty of standing in your own power um, and as a collective. And I think moving forward, you know, like that, that number's getting bigger. And as you were saying, it's like this whole waking up process that can't be stopped. They've just been doing everything in their power this last couple of years, like a last ditch attempt to stop that. Because as we know, the shots and these ridiculously fake tests that everyone's been shoving up their noses, both designed to break the blood brain barrier to, to the pineal gland, which we know activates us as human beings in a high level of consciousness, which is what they've wanted to suppress, isn't it? Absolutely. Everything they're doing, uh, they're putting antennas into people. I mean, the graphene oxide is very electromagnetic. It picks up signals, what signal they're trying to replace or what signal they're trying to enhance. I mean, we could get biblical there, but these people aren't good people. Mm-hmm. and they should not be trusted and anybody that has taken a shot do not take any more watch the watch the documentaries to know how fake and fabricated everything is from the masking to the social distance to the sh- to the shots themselves mm-hmm. to the lockdowns and non-compliance is the only way out of this and if anybody has taken the shot just there's certain ways to detox I've collected many, many professionals, detox protocols. I will also include that in the show notes mm. so people can explore getting this out. And again, if they, if it was a one shot and done where they would get what they want with this electroconductive graphene oxide, they wouldn't push the booster so much. Mm-hmm. So obviously there could be a dissipation or an evacuation of the graphene. A lot of people say it's, you can't detox it detox it i think you can yes because I, I i think if it if it was something that could not be detoxed they would not push with the boosters mm-hmm. no no i totally agree with you and uh i think the um i think the boosters especially was something they really really pushed on because that seems to have been the thing that's done the most damage um all the people i know that have had that are under 40 have had heart attacks and that have been a result of three three plus shots um so yeah well i can't speak on behalf of everyone as we know but you know even if you want to get biblical and stuff like the about the crystalline children that are coming supposedly being born into the world from like what 2000 since the millennium again it's like an, an advanced attack on them isn't it um everything that we're seeing it's all been about getting to the kids because they are the more advanced highly sort of strong dna sort of ones amongst us aren't they the ones that are going into they are the future yeah, you can, if you can get to, I mean, that's what the schools are for. The schools mm-hmm. are there to channel the energy of the children and channel that energy into dark, in, into dark matter, mm. into dark pursuits, into dark pathways. Yeah. And it's all, if anybody wants to read what the public school system, the Prussian system, it's what, you know, Prussia is where Germany is today. If you want to read just how bad school is for your children, read John Taylor Gatto's book, Weapons of Mass Instruction. It's free on the internet. You don't like reading, that's fine. You only need the first 40 pages because the people who invented 
the government school system openly admit in their own language in the first 40 pages of this book. John Taylor Gatto is the most famous public school teacher in North America. And he did the research. He quit being a teacher. But the quotes are very clear that schools are there to destroy the creativity of the children, to keep them down, to program them with job focus and make sure they're reflexively obedient people pleasers. Mm -hmm. That's all they're there for is to harness their energy for the ruling 1%. Anybody that has, I mean, when did school stop becoming about reading and writing and start becoming about sex only? These are institutions of complete and utter perversion at this point. And they're trying to sexualize the kids because this ancient kilt-wearing cult that I've researched most of my life, they want to have sex with the kids. They like having sex with the kids and not just for sexual pleasure. They believe there's an energy transfer. They believe the energy transfers not only to them, but to other entities that they honor. I don't know if that's true, but let me tell you something. They believe it's true. So be very, very careful about who who you trust mm. and what, who you allow your children around. Cause it, it's not only Jimmy Savile over there in the UK There's a lot of people involved with these dark processes, these dark rituals, these dark ceremonies that have a lot to do with harnessing energy from the children. Yeah, absolutely. And it, if you really dig into it, like actually everything that's going on in the world in a nutshell comes back to this, like it all comes back to it because it's all the very same people that, the controllers are the very same ones that want to attack their children for that reason, because that's what they're after. Um, and it, I've been doing a lot of work with uh, people here in the UK. Um, and we kind of uh, worked out that like for every a hundred households in the UK, 17 of every hundred households has at least one abusive pedophilic uh, person in it. Yeah. That's the, that, that's be- the dangers we're facing. It's being normalized. And that's because we're getting these queuing. We're, we're getting the queuing too. Mm. Like we're seeing something go to Netflix. I mean, how many serial killer movies are there? How many sexualization of men and women? Everything's about sex. Mm. And then there's a lot of, you know, sort of normalization of sex with children or children having sex with each other. Mm. Uh, boy on boy well boy on boy sex is just one step away from boy on man sex this is called the lane of traffic technique this is how they push you you start in the right lane of traffic and they want to get you over over like nine lanes so they push you one lane at a time because you'd never jump over to the ninth lane Mm. like i remember the toronto star over in canada by 12 years ago they ran an article is is pedophilia sexualized a sexual orientation. I'm like, here we go. That's, 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 you know, lane number two, because mm-hmm. they want to have sex with your kids. That's what they want. That's what they want. They want to sexualize the kids because they want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And, and what's, what's terrible here in the UK. And I know it is in Canada as well. I've spoken to a lot of people and in Australia and New Zealand is how controlled the police are with all of this. So there's been numerous occasions here where there's been like, drag queens who have got like horrendous social media profiles and openly talking about touching children, you know, they're not being censored. Um, you know, going to libraries and doing talks with children and there's people 
go, this is in London, going and saying to the police, there's an active like print-offs of their social media and showing them the actual evidence there and then. And the police straight away just shut it straight down. They're like, we're just here to keep, uh, make, make sure there's no breach of the peace. We're not here yeah. to give an opinion. Well, they're, they're gonna, the people like that, they're going to be sorry. Because mm. in their lifetime, they're going to see everything turn on, on their head. And we're going to know, we know as rational human beings that I don't care what job you got in government, you're getting paid with stolen money of the people. Mm. And so whether you want to meet amid that consciously or subconsciously, that's up to you. You also know if you work for the government that for you to keep your job and your pension, that the theft must continue. Mm -hmm. So this is why most government employees, whether they're the ticket man, the meter man, or they're getting paid by the NHS, or they turn a blind eye. And we're going to remember those people who tacitly voted with their behavior to keep the rape of the public going for their own benefit. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, without government, you'd have 100% of your money. And who would build the roads? The same people who build them now. The government doesn't build any of the roads in Canada. Some of my friends own companies that build the roads. They could still build the roads. Mm -hmm. And if there's a bridge to be made, we could put out, I mean, we do crowdfunding for someone who is sick. Why can't we do crowdfunding for the bridge? Or transfer of energy, which is what it's always ever been until, you know, these uh unelected bureaucrats technocrats obviously came in like in the early 1900s or before even that um and took over your jp morgan's your rockefellers and you know all this kind of stuff and turned everything completely on its head yeah. um and there's there's amazing communities that are growing everywhere though you know in every country now where they're, start, they're starting to bring some of that back in and and the last couple of years has really helped shape that which has been really positive side of it because although there's been so much manipulation and mind control and it's been there for everyone to see what a lot of people aren't seeing as well is like the, the amazing things that are actually happening in communities uh, of things that you just wouldn't not want to be a part of. You know, it's all really positive um, steps forward, whether that's like new growing communities, people learning skills that they didn't do before because they've spent so much time being distracted in the wage slave system. Um, and they're seeing the difference. They're like, wow, all these sectors are collapsing around me in this wage slave system. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of this new world where everyone's going into. And I think that's a lot of why we're seeing what we're seeing, which is great. But at the same time, it's just like those mind control shackles, we really need to try and uh, teach people how to notice it and uh, and break free from it and to stop and protect our kids from being engulfed in it. Because that's another thing as well, isn't it? The division isn't there to be seen within their own household because of the introduction of Netflix and social media and devices the kids are in their rooms aren't they but the parents now are just sat downstairs so even within their own household the vision's set in in, in quite a distinctive way in the average person can work their way out of this they can get their spiritual health their physical health mm. their mental health their financial health and if they want to work on one pillar work on your work on your physical health mm. your physical strength work on your physical strength and if you want the best book on what being healthy is really all about. Look up Paul Check, C H E K. His book is How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And you'll see not only will you spend less money being healthy, you you know, you you won't buy that new iPad for like all the money 
a lot of people say they don't have financial strength or they don't have the thousand dollars to start a business or start their own website or the iPad costs a thousand dollars. They're spending $200 a month on Starbucks. They're spending $250 a month on wine. They're spending a new cell phone, a new thousand dollar cell phone, you know, once every four years or once every five years, all that stuff adds up. That's how they're bleeding your physical, uh, your, you know, your, mm. your financial strength. <laughs> Whilst listening to you and pumping you full of that, all the ads and that as well on those devices, you've just spent like that, you know, a grand on. To go, to go buy more stuff. To, yeah, distra- yeah. to Like as Michael Tessarian says, so you could decorate your empty life and put a put a new set of blinds on the jail cell bars and put a new mm. rug on the jail cell floor. Like it's time to grow up, adult up and level up and, and become your best self. And this is what they're experts at too, is there's these rites of passages, rites of passage from child to adult that they used to have in ancient societies and they've bypassed that and destroyed those. They used to have, in every ancient society, they knew the most dangerous dangerous tribesman was an adult who thought, talked, and uh, behaved like a child. Mm. Especially especially from the masculine point of view, which is what we've seen, because the attack on the male species has been huge um, you know, the last few years, and uh, especially within the white community, as in, like, worldwide. I mean, like, the, the whole divisional introduction of, like, Black Lives Matter... Um, just a constant attack on like the the white straight male who just wants to be a family man and have kids and earn a living has been like especially the last five years has been so astronomically evil um you know it's that plain to see um and I saw that through all the protests you know that was going on to, to do with the coronavirus and that um the lack of males that were there the ratio of female to males was there to be seen that huge gulf in difference. And it's not until recently that a hell of a lot more that that percentage of males has increased like massively, but it's taken all that time for that to happen. So it just goes to show you like that what they what they've done over the last few decades through fertilizers, just the you know the constant berating of the man in TV shows. You know the man's always the bad guy, the rapist, the the touchy feely pedo. You know it's uh it's it's just it's always the man man man, but negative 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 and. That's been plain to see the last few years, isn't it? Like from the lack of men standing up. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, this is they get they get Joe at the front door of the of the club. He's the compliant part, and then they pump in the repetitive messages that Joe will act out. Mm. And so, if you have the Family Guy, look at the Family Guy. I don't know if you get this bizarre inverted cartoon over there, yeah. but there's a big guy called. He's the Peter Griffin. Is the dad? He's out of shape always portrayed as a buffoon. His wife is, you know, pseudo attractive, thin. And then there's the son. I don't remember the son's name, but he's also a moron. He's also out of shape. The dog is a guy. His name is Brian and he's an alcoholic. He's always drinking martinis. (laughs) And then the son, the baby is a boy. His name is Stewie and he's always trying to kill his mom. Those are the four male characters in the family guy. Then you go to the same thing with the Simpsons, Bart Simpson, always portrayed as a buffoon, a bumbling moron. He has a stomach. Bart Simpson has a stomach, but uh, the wife, Marge, and um, the daughter, I don't remember her name. Lisa. Lisa. Mm. She doesn't have a stomach. She seems perfectly physiologically normal. 
Sweet. And sweet and nice and smart, good at school, and Bart's a moron. Mm. And you can look at any show. And they also do this with wealth too. Is like the if you have two men in a show, like say the equalizer with Denzel Washington, it's the one with the money that's the bad guy. And the one that works the humchum job job that gave away as all his potential, that's your hero. He walks the noble ground. Mm -hmm. He's more spiritual. He has a better life. It's more satisfying. Denzel Washington and the equalizer worked at home hardware. And then he trained this overweight guy to become the security guard. I don't know if anybody knows this movie. And then, you know, he's overkilling Slavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Slavy was that Russian and he's Russian, right? So again, you get the anti-Russian themes inside inside the head. These are all pre-planted. And look at the name of the drug dealer that Denzel Washington, Slavy, Slavy, right? Enslavement. And Denzel Washington's going and killing all those Russians like this is what they want in your head and it's Mm -hmm. over and over and over again is that the rich if there's two males the rich one is bad and the one that you know is decorating the empty life he's the more spiritual one these programs they've been driving into joe's mind bodyguard number two on a repetitive basis to give joe his script and Mm. you go out in the world today and you see men acting these scripts out Mm mm-hmm and yeah. that's where they got it from because they stare and fix their gaze at the stupid screen that's there to make them a babbling moron. Mm. And yeah. I think as well, I, I don't know about your experience in this, but the, the males have also been, the, the, uh, the obviously men and female are the, the worst to actually put their hand up and say, yeah, do you know what? I was wrong. Um, and actually be quite humble about it. Um, they, they either won't say anything or they just, the fence mechanism comes up and then just fear-based barking comes out <laughs> just noise well that's the, i mean that's the you know the left you know, the the left wing of the mind is the irrational <laughs> the irrational part mm. of the mind so of course you're going to get pushback when they realize they're wrong because the 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 tv and all the government policies is, has taught these men don't debate just be emotional like a, like just don't debate like mm. if you can't win the debate, don't have one. Just have an emotional out, outburst mm. like a child. I mean, why do you think all the Adam Sandler and uh, Will Ferrell movies were for? To put in the repetitive content so that men act and think like children all the way to their 50 or 60 years old. So these men think that this is a normal sort of behavior to engage in, to be illogical, to be irrational, and to be emotional, especially when they're caught with their pants down. These are all programs put in in the exact same way I described earlier in the in our talk. And this was explains to people about the whole situation with like Russia and Ukraine and stuff like that is that um, especially people who are either serving or did serve is that their their mindset is very much fixed on like what the British military are doing and their partnerships with America and NATO and everything else like that. They don't look at it at all from the other side, and that starts the minute you walk through the door for basic training. So. You know, I did 15 years and like the minute you start, it's like Russia's the enemy, the East is the enemy. And you go on the big exercises to Canada and it's like, you know, you often you're fighting against the Russians and, you know, old TR, whatever, you know, the Russian tanks and stuff. Uh, and then you've got the, obviously the movies, you know, like, have always been the Russia's the bad guy, Rocky, Top Gun, you know, yeah. like it's all very much the same. And then even the messaging with the colours, 
like the NHS started using blue and yellow, like in everything, uh, in all their marketing material, everything. And then for about six months solid, and then all of a sudden, bush, it kicks off with Ukraine. And yeah. so everyone's been seeing yellow and blue that whole time. Um, and then sympathise with that particular country against the the aggressor or the so-called aggressor. I live in a town called Salisbury where the Novichok situation occurred, where, the, you know, the Russian poisoning. And, right. and lo and behold, it's uh, the story they said and they made up that the Russians were KJB operatives that just drove a car with KJB number plates on it from Russia to England. And then on the way there, they stopped off in Holland, a NATO building, um, and then was trying to hack it with loads of Wi-Fi equipment in the in the boot of the car, and and then they came to Salisbury to look at the spire of the cathedral because it's what it's famous for, and just happened to like uh, poison this guy and his daughter. Um, people seem to forget that the the one place in the UK that deals with nerve agents makes nerve agents. Trials nerve agents. It's a place called Porton Down, which is in Salisbury. So if you're going to carry out an attack on, on let's just say you carried out in your own country to uh, divert attention to another country, you're probably going to do it right next to the place that deals with all the nerve agent, aren't you? So that's always a big question: Why not London? Why not Manchester? Why not Birmingham? Why right on the doorstep of the place that deals with it? People just have to understand: everything they see on the TV is fake. It's there to flood their subconscious mind pathway with the, the repetition that the controllers want, knowing that the, the Joe bodyguard number two has no option but to comply with the repetitive content in the environment. Mm -hmm. And if people think this is a fantastical way to control people's behavior, I'll just give you an example. In 2001, there was a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage. It's a movie about car theft. This part of the brain, so already you're in the theater, you've fixed your gaze on the screen. You've already activated Joe. He's going to do what he's told. And Joe collects repetitive imprints or repetitive messages from whatever tribe he's in. And this part of the brain doesn't know the difference between real time, screen time, and imagined thought. So when you're in the theater, your subconscious mind actually just thinks, if you were watching Gone in 60 Seconds, it thinks you're in a car theft tribe. And in Burnaby, BC, Canada, when that movie was released, this movie about car theft, Nicolas Cage had to steal 100 cars in 24 hours to um, get his brother out of the grips of the local thug. Well, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of car thieving that was repetitive on the screen. And in Burnaby, BC, when that movie opened, car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And then the dispatcher was phoning around. They were getting similar calls from all these other little towns where this movie was released. Mm -hmm. And the people who rule us know what's on the screen in, in the morning will be on the street at night. All the movies are designed like this. And they don't care which movie you see. They put the same repetitive sort of images or themes riddled throughout all the movies. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you see Denzel Washington or you see Chris Hemsworth or you see Chris Rock or you see Morgan Freeman. It doesn't matter. They put all the same stuff throughout throughout the movies. Coffee's one of them. Alcohol's one of them. Hedonism is another one. A me, you know, weak men, or if you're a strong, rich man, you're a bad guy single women, they put all the themes throughout all of them. They don't care yeah. which one you go see. It's fake freedom.
Yeah. Fake freedom. Freedom given to you in the areas that never counted. And and the actors are literally just highly paid controlled opposition paid to put that content out there f- for exactly that reason. You know, it's not all out of passion. Um, you know, people forget. And then obviously the music industry is just as bad. You know, so uh, as in the early 90s, there was a, a number of artists that went to a meeting and they, it was there at that meeting that, that it was disclosed that like, you know, once you get past this threshold and you're in the club, like you will only produce like hard gangster rap, which basically just the scripts, shootings, rape, stabbings, bitches, you know, all the kind of like that, that the jargon and the lingo. Um, and it was at that time that where people didn't do that, their music wasn't getting anywhere. But also lots of private prisons were being opened. And obviously it was the very rich people that ran those prisons would get paid more money by the government for the more prisons they had in there. So it was in their incentive to get all these gangster rap artists to make make songs of certain ilk, of certain frequency, of you know certain words exactly for that to encourage people to go out, stab, shoot, carjack, all the rest of it to fill the prisons. Yeah, that was the Bill Clinton and his friends in the U.S. Mm-hmm. called the three strikes and you're out, which mm-hmm. means if you have three misdemeanors, you go to jail for life. So, and this is when the same group, if you look into the book of Mike Webb, he was a man who reported the CIA was running cocaine into the USA. And they were, this is the same group we're dealing with today. They were running the cocaine, making money on the cocaine, using that profit to sort of seed fund all these other things they got going at the same time, knowing that the crack cocaine epidemic would destroy the very strong black men. They don't like strong black men. I'll tell you that is that's their top priority is get a, they've had problems with black men throughout thousands of years because they're strong. Mm-hmm. So they were going to flood, flood the black communities in the U.S. purposely with the crack cocaine, set up the three strikes and you're out rule, started building the prisons for profit. And there you go. You're making money on the crack. You're getting rid of an historical enemy um, and you're making money on the prisons as well. This is how this group runs and they don't stop. They won't stop until we stop them. Well, I've witnessed it myself, obviously, in Afghanistan. You've got all the poppy fields and that, in, you know, which produce 80% of the UK's heroin. And, you know, that's one of the questions myself and many others are asking over there. We're like, well, why don't we take, if they're literally destroying countries with this drug, why are we, why, why is it still here? Right. Because um, brain damage, right? Poison yeah. and indoctrination. Yeah. But Poison. also, yeah, and the CIA own it. So, like, how else are they going to fund? How else do they fund half of their stuff, especially if like money seized? Well, yeah. And where like, where do you think all the bribe money's come from for mm. every doctor and politician that's repeating like a parrot on a string right now? Save and effective, save and effective. Where do you think all the seed money comes from? But this is this is this group's been doing this for hundreds, if not thousands of years, using drug money to f- seed fund their future plans. Mm. This is one of their big future plans. And this is why Ukraine's so pinnacle to the back same people. And this is what a lot of people don't realize. They're just like, they just came out of nowhere. And obviously all the, they're all accusing Russia, but it's the same group of people, isn't it? Same Clint- group. The Clintons, the Obamas. Yeah. I see people above them. Um, yeah, they're, they're all going to go over there. And that's why, you know, Bono flew over and... Uh, these other stars who else went over there Bono. but all these good you know gopher psychopaths as david ike calls them 
all went over to open their bank accounts. Because yeah. when you have bank accounts that big, you can't do DocuSign. You actually have to come and get the retinal scan, get the biometrics, and you have to sign on the spot with witnesses. So that's why Trudeau went over. Where do you think all this see, this money from the poppy fields, from the, from the pedophile rings, from the OxyContin, from the fentanyl, from Live Aid, from the Iran-Contra affair, where do you think all this money has been going to the whole time? This is where it goes to. So mm-hmm. that they can f- fund the next big attack. And the next big attack is 10 times that big. They need 10 times the funding. Then it's 10 times more funding. Yeah. This group. And who's paying for it? We are. We're paying, for, we're paying the, to be attacked. They're paying yeah, to be programmed. We're paying to be like, and don't forget, they own Seagram's. They own Guinness. They own this. They own that. So when you're down having a dart outside a bar, you got four pints into you. Not only are you being less of a man, you're funding the bullet that goes in the gun and blows your own head off. (laughs) Like it's absolute insanity. And if men would just wake up to that, how how this cycle of futility operates and just remove their energy, remove the energy from at least the poisons that kill you and use the same investment into something that makes your life better. Absolutely. That's and that's the key word that's the key word as well as investment not a cost an investment and that's what you know the same people that say our oh, personal development is expensive the same people that spend the same money if not more on destroying their body in the first place yeah but they got the repetitive messaging that this is the cool this is what all the cool kids are doing because mm. they're going to the movies they're seeing porkies when i was a kid animal house during my dad's time and then Van Wilder during your time. It's all about getting drunk, going to the strip joint, doing some drugs, doing a bong, you know, go playing ping pong mm-hmm. balls into the red plastic cups when you're at college or university. And they know that the, the, the intelligence and the power of a human is maximized between 18 and 35. So every movie is about getting drunk at college or university or getting plastered or doing drugs. And the average high school kid is like, I can't wait to get drunk perfect if you're in the farming position of course it's perfect because mm. you don't have to deal with the strength of the community yeah absolutely it's a uh, it's when you really really look at the bigger picture um it, it's absolutely mind-blowing like but you can see it you can just see it in everybody now like you know i can't you can't not see it so even if i'm in a cafe downtown like doing some work and i'm just you know taking a minute just looking around you i instantly just see the programming in everyone and you can tell you can when you see it like that, you can tell so much about you know somebody before you even speak to them, just from just from the way they are, the way they hold themselves, how they respond to questions. Um, so to that extent, being the observer is often uh, quite a good thing because I, I think it helps you shape a lot of decisions that you make going forward. Being the observer, you can learn so much from people. Yeah, and it's the only way to wake people up is through the education, and that's why the documentary we're going to make is going to lay down all these very simple mind control techniques, have examples on the examples are hilarious. They're going to, I mean, they're just common examples, Mm. but they're, they're fascinating because it always starts with some guy or girl saying, I can't be put under mind control. I'm too smart. And then the controller says, absolutely. Mm. And he has them under mind control in two minutes. Most it's five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give I'll give everyone's been mind controlled of some sort. So I'll give people an example of myself, right? So since the age of two, three years old, my uncle brainwashed me into supporting Manchester United as a football team, even right. though I'm even though I'm from Bournemouth, which is like right on the south coast. 
and uh, and I didn't even know I didn't even know my hometown had hometown had a football team until I was like ten because it was just like constant do, 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 like Manchester United and they weren't even winning it they weren't the team that they are now um, and that yeah that's been the case since look where they are now you know they're not winning anything <laughs> you know but I still have at least for them so again that's that's programming. Yeah, and you would have been smaller, so the stature is important. Like you're in front of your uncle, and he's three feet taller than you. Yeah. You want to comply, couple repetitions in, and of course you want and you want to be part of the tribe. So you probably got a little Manchester United jersey. Mm-hmm. You, you go to the games, you bring the flags, and you felt safe. And that's the safety system mm-hmm. is being part of the bigger herd, being part of the tribe, and trying to gain hierarchy in the safety of that tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not thinking on your own. Like, what do you actually like? What do you mm. want to do? Do you even mm. want to support football? Mm. It doesn't even cross your mind because it's not a frequent sort of experience mm. that you'll observe in your environment. I'll tell you what I've noticed more than ever now is if I do go to a game, just the, like, again, programming, the amount of people, you just see it everywhere who spend their whole week as a wage slave earning a living they sit then you know, for three, four hours on a Saturday, they smash loads of beers back to go to the game. And then they just sit there all, you know, half drunk, aggressive, shouting abuse at players that has got no impact on their life whatsoever. And they and, you know, and obviously the players have no idea what they're saying. They can't even hear you. And um, and then you go home and then you do it again the next week. And it's just like, wow. Well, it's the most dangerous time. Like you can't mm. work a slave for more than five days. This is they figured this out in the slaves, the slave farming system a long time ago. So you got to give the slaves two days off. This is very, very dangerous because the slave could wake up or put his time into something where maybe he starts his own business. Mm. So of course they control the repetitive queuing, the repetitive messages, and they make sure that the the slaves go out and and do get drunk everybody's friday night drunk saturday night drunk watching the tv sunday it's all part of the slave cycle and that's why in canada and even in the uk it's like every six weeks we call it the killer calendar in canada so every six weeks there's the may 24th weekend you get drunk there then it's thanksgiving drunk there then it's valentine's you're plowing yourself with toxic chocolate then it's halloween for the kids you're plowing yourself there christmas you're plowing yourself there plowing the poisons into you and you'll see it's like every six or eight weeks at regular intervals because it's actually being shown that when you poison yourself it takes at least six weeks of clean eating to re-engage the conscious mind rex Mm -hmm. so if you're never clean for six weeks you never experience the full power of your neurological system Mm. yeah it's just the uh when people go uh dry january and they're like yeah yeah first january i'm gonna stop drinking and then everyone gets shit-faced on the 31st of January to celebrate that they've done a whole month about it. And then they binge drink for 11 months. <laughs> right. And because, again, they're try- they they would feel so safe, so unsafe not drinking. And the drinking would feel safe. And, and if, you, if you're, like, seeking safety is the exact opposite of seeking happiness. The mm. average person does not know that. Mm. But, I mean, just look at the word spirits. Why are they called spirits? You know, that in itself is should open people's eyes. Absolutely. And if you if you look into black magic and you'll see that the death of the grain or the death of the potato, the rotting of the life brings the like the spirits into the into the liquor. 
But this is why they're doing the sacrifices with the kids, because it's the death of something that brings the darkness. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they call it spirits because there's actually, you know, a lot of people don't understand this because we've got very far away from this. But they call it spirits or they call it booze because B-O-O, -O, boo is like ghost, spirits like ghost. And ghosts are attracted to dead and dying things. And if you're dead and dying, you'll see you'll get darker. And this is also why they have these ritualistic killings. Um around the uk and around the commonwealth because if you whether it's a goat or a human dying things bring the demons yeah and this is their belief system this is not my belief system mm -hmm. i've seen it enough where okay they believe it i don't have any verification that this is actually going on but i'll tell you one thing they believe it that means they're dangerous mm -hmm. they believe that some side of sacrifice is going to benefit them whether it's true or not they're going to try to get it going that means there are people in the tribe that has to be dealt with immediately, immediately. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and th th those people are all very much at the top, like running all this. And I've had enough people on the podcast <laughs> who've uh, who've been victims of this and and survivors. Uh, you know, you share I openly share their story for people to to look into. And again, just like everything else, myself and uh, Jason shared today, the information is all there, ladies and gents, and it always has been. Um, you just got to connect with the right people to, uh, you know, to to pick up on these things and and just learn and do what's right for you and your family. Um, I want to thank you, mate, for taking your time today to come on the show. It's, a, it's an awesome conversation, mate. I love it. I was just look. Oh, I made that many notes that I could probably make about fifty little mini clips. Like stuff is amazing. The, the content's been fantastic. So thank you so much for sharing all your insights with us today, mate. Uh, you're very welcome and uh, congratulations to yourself and congratulations to anybody else that have pushed ahead. doesn't matter how far it's, you know, the goal is evolution, progression, not stagnation. It doesn't matter if you made one inch or one extra mile in your life. Good work. Keep it up. Mm, absolutely. man. And uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, get reach out and see a bit more about your work? Uh, I'm on Facebook regularly on ban I'm banned there pretty good Jason Kristoff it's Christ with an OFF on the end uh, if they it's best to get on my private email list they would email me personally at Jason at freedom from self sabotage.com again it's Jason at freedom from self sabotage.com get on my private list because I send out an email four times a week with content that you know if you want to start investigating, what they're hiding from you start with my newsletter amazing i'll put all that in the show notes as along with everything else guys and girls um thank you for taking the time again today mate to, to join us and please guys and girls if you have enjoyed this today and i'm I, there's no way you haven't taken away loads of information um please share it with at least one person in your friends or family uh, I'm sure, again, it can help so many more people and just wake people up to like this sheer level of programming that is going on and has been going on for many, many years and to help people break free from that and start joining, you know, the, the joining the ranks of uh, the people that can see right through all this. And they're actually out there actively trying to do as much as we can to help people and their children. Um, but please keep sharing. And for me and Jason, I'll see you again very, very soon. Once again on the AJ Roberts show.